Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Uh, hey, Mimi. Oh, hey, Gigi. When you're driving around, just seeing the town, sitting bored at home, feeling all alone. Fill up the glass, pick out a glass. We got the tea, we got the sauce. Get queerified. Okay. Yeah. Let's get queerified. Welcome to the show. I am Gigi Gorgeous. I'm a YouTuber, actress, model, philanthropist, and author. She's also a singer, model, <laughs> shoe collector, bag collector, <laughs> fashion designer, and wife. <laughs> and that was Mimi, my BFF and longest friend ever. On Queerified, you'll hear from special guests in the LGBTQIA community and also some allies too. And we will share everything, like what it was like growing up queer, the successes and lessons of life, and how to celebrate queer joy every day. Today's episode, you'll hear from a very special guest who will share all about growing up trans in a small town in Texas, activism, and her time on Drag Race. Kylie Sonic Love, how excited are you for All Star 6? Oh, I'm so excited. I'm so excited for today's episode. I feel like you guys, if you don't know, if you're not familiar with her, you're going to fall in love. She is such a sweetheart. We get very, very real. We have fun. There's tons of moments in this podcast. So buckle up, get a drink, get on the road. Well, don't drink and drive, but do something while you listen and have fun. But if you think of any questions during this podcast or concerns, comments, please dial our hotline at one queries and we might be featuring you in our next episode. And we'll be right back with our special guest, All Star Sixes, Highly Sonique Love. So our next guest is a singer, dancer, and reality television personality. She is best known for competing on the second season of RuPaul's Drag Race, Iconic and for being the first contestant on the show to come out as a trans woman proudly. She is also one of my best friends and Mark's friend as well. Please welcome Kylie Sonique Love. Hello. Hi, Kylie. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, you sound just as dreamy as ever. Thanks. I'm getting over a cold. Oh my God, me too. I sound like Lindsay Lohan, like... <laughs> I just want to personally say I'm so excited to have you here. You already know this, but I love you literally as a fan. I am such a huge fan of you, Kylie, and I'm so excited for what's about to happen. And I can't wait to get into it today. Same. Oh, my goodness. I am so excited, too. It's like my whole life has just changed. Right. So so since 
All Star 6 was basically just announced and I feel like it's a humongous turning point because season two was so long ago, right? Like you weren't out. I feel like it was like a different human being. Like talk to us a little bit about that. So, okay. I originally auditioned for the first season and I was casted as an alternate and they didn't need me. So they told me that I would definitely be on the second season. And I let them know then I said, well, I'm wanting to start my transition. And I know that you guys want like boys who dress up like girls. Right. And they were like, well, if you aren't fully transitioned, then uh, we'd definitely like to have you part of the show. And luckily when they called me the next year and uh, it was the beginning stage of my transition, um, I said, yes. And I got to do the show. It was really fun. I wanted to do it so bad, but there was like this part of me in my personal life that felt like, oh my God, like the most awkward phase of the transition is the beginning part of it is going to be filmed. And that's what people are going to think I am. Right. Which is horrifying to many people, but I can relate to this on a personal level because I look back at at shit and I cringe so hard. But in the end, do you feel that it is kind of that beauty in the journey? Because that's what I I feel now. Like I cringe so hard but and I regret so much. But at the end, it's like, is it a regret? Because it's like fun to look back. And we're blessed to have this on video, you know? Absolutely. I, I think especially the time when I was transitioning and stuff, I was living in Georgia and there were little to no resources for trans people. And um, also on television, there were no representation of trans people on television. So it was the kick in the ass that I needed, like to come out as trans during the reunion was kind of like the kick in the ass that I needed for myself, because I said it out loud to everyone. And it just inspired me to just keep going because it was one of the things that I would put off and I would say, no, I don't want to do that. I wanted to try to conform to like what everybody else thought I should be. And um, I just wasn't happy and, until I liberated myself and it came out on television. Right now, trans people, it's like a little bit more normalized. But let's talk about 10 years ago. You were the first trans person to be on Drag Race ever, period. How did it feel to come out as trans on national television? To come out as trans on national television was really scary. And I didn't really under... I didn't really know how I was going to feel coming out about it. Like I I had already talked to my mom and like close friends and stuff like that before I went to film and everyone was super supportive. They didn't really understand it, but they were supportive. And even when they were asking me about it on, on the show, I got choked up and I was like, Oh, like I got overwhelmed and, you know, I kind of ran off the state, the set, (laughs) I ran off this set because I was just like, I don't even know how to talk about this because it's something I never really got to talk about right. ever before. And I didn't have a, a mentor to help me through my transition either. So I didn't want to say the wrong things. I didn't want to confuse people. I didn't want to confuse myself. And, you know, I just let my heart speak. Mm-hmm. Is that advice that you would give to yourself back then or little kids now going through that? Because you are that role model, you know, from so many years ago coming out being so brave. And a lot of kids definitely see that and are like, I am safe. I am acknowledged. I am totally valid in my identity. I'm going to live a very happy, successful life because of people like you. So what would you tell yourself in that moment that say you ran off set? I think I would tell myself that it's going to be okay. And, you know, like it, it just, it's not going to be easy. 
but it will be worth it. And, you know, sometimes you just have to crawl before you walk and, and it can be scary, but ultimately the payoff is being liberated and being able to not only express yourself freely, but inspire those around you to want to liberate themselves, whether they are trans or whatever they identify as. I think Mm -hmm. it's not just inspiration for trans people, but anybody who feels like they're not being their self 100%. Yeah, we can all relate to that. You know, trans, LGBTQIA+, whatever. I feel like it is so important to stop and smell the motherfucking roses because everybody is so hyped up on being perfect all the time, but it is the pitfalls and the you know, lessons that make something so much more enjoyable when you are there. Like for you example, on All Star 6, or when you reach that milestone or you change your name, whatever it may be, like little victories are so much more juicy when you've like suffered more. Absolutely. And and I think with trans people, especially you learn to love so many different parts of yourself that you didn't think that you could love along the way. And I think one reason why some people are so threatened by trans people coming out and and things like that is because it's something that they can't do themselves or they don't know how to do themselves. And I think that's why um, there are people who discriminate against trans people because they don't know what it's like to be themselves freely. I want to ask you this question. When did you know that you were trans? Well, it's so weird because... I didn't really think about it being trans. I knew that I was definitely different. It didn't really dawn on me until I got in school when other people like teachers and like kids and stuff like that would like call me out on things that I was doing and saying that it was wrong or, you know, like you're not supposed to do that. You need to do this. And we're all like taught these things when we're little and the things that we see on TV, we program in our mind to think that that is what the world is supposed to be. And to just kind of go against the grain on that kind of, you know, rattles people's cage, so to speak. And, you know, I, I started trying to hide a lot of who I was because I didn't want to make people feel uncomfortable around me. Relatable. Mm hmm. You grew up queer in the South, in Georgia. That's something that Gigi and I can't even relate to. Not at all. How do you think growing up in a small town shaped you as a queer person? Well, I was raised as a little boy and and to do all the stereotypical things that little boys are supposed Mm -hmm. to do. Um, And I was able to hang with the best of them. But there was a part of me that just really felt more... I I related more to the things that came natural to me, which were very girly things too. And I am so grateful that I've been able to experience both male and female experiences, so to speak. And in the South, Mm -hmm. people are very judgmental. They do have that hospitality and everyone's, you know, Oh, bless your heart. And this, this and that, but like, you know, like they still whisper, gay and trans they don't like to say those words out loud and there's a lot of uh, racial tension in the south and things like that and i learned from watching the people around me how judgmental they were to people who were not like them that i knew that i was different and i knew that they were judging me the same way and it's much scarier when you live in a house with people who 
you already know how they feel about people who are different. So it was, it was really terrifying growing up in the South. Yeah. Let's talk about breaking boundaries and walls and changing people's minds, because I think that that's a lot of what we take on as trans people without even knowing that we do. A lot of people in my life have not necessarily had the nicest things to say about trans people or the community in general. And I kind of feel like I'm going to change that person's mind. I'm going to make them laugh. I'm going to make them like me. I'm going to make them think trans people, trans girls aren't that bad. Like I know Gigi, she's kind of cool, you know, especially cis people. So going home, you know, we've talked in private about being misgendered. Both of us have stories like this. And it is one of those lessons that you kind of need to get over that no matter how successful you are, no matter how brave you are, how beautiful you are in your gender, how passable, that is always something that happens to us, being misgendered and having to overcome. I feel like I'm constantly doing a triathlon where I'm just going around and around and around the bend, trying to jump over hurdles. And the second you're in the clear, it's like another hurdle is on the way. So like, what do you do? Like, is it just like positive affirmations? Do you meditate? Like, what advice do you give yourself when you're going through it? You're like, damn it, I've been fucking misgendered. I felt really pretty today. (laughs) Well, I will say this. Um, When I did start my transition, I did a very slow transition. I, I got on my HRT and I didn't really present as female until I felt like me just wearing my regular clothes, people just seeing a female. And I remember the time when everything changed, I was coming from a gig in Denver, Colorado, and I was just dressed in jeans and a shirt. My hair was a little long. I wasn't trying to be anything, a boy or a girl. And I was still going to the male restroom. And I remember coming out and like, like several guys were like, oh my God, I went into the wrong restroom. So they thought that they were in the wrong restroom because I was in there. So gorgeous. So I was <laughs> like, oh, wow, that's different. And uh-huh. um, I love so, that feeling. So then I knew, okay, now I can use a female restroom. So then I'm walking to um, security and you have to go through that detector where it like scans your body. That's so weird, uh-huh. especially for a trans person. And this is the first time like I experienced where... I kind of felt a little violated. So I went through and I wasn't thinking anything about about it. And I guess they put male or female based on how they feel like you're giving. Like initially. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What you're serving that day at the airport. Yeah. So I guess they clicked female and something went off. It was in my midsection. And I was like, okay. They were like, we're going to get a female, you know, person to come and pat you down or whatever. And I'm like, okay. So they're like patting me down, like below the belt. And I'm like, oh my. (laughs) I would gonna die. Yeah, and I, I wasn't tucked or anything. This is like the beginning stage in my transition. Oh I know my this God. is weird. Gag. When they go all the way up to the crotch to see if you're like smuggling no. drugs. Yeah. I've they had that happen that? to me too. Oh yes, and I've even had it one time where they're like, "What? Like we need to pull you aside. Like what's down there?" Oh my God. No. So basically, that's what happened yes. to me. Is they were like, "What is that?" And I was oh like, "Oh, that is this." And and the woman's eyes about popped out her head and her mouth dropped. And I just remember walking to my gate just with the biggest grin and smile on my face. And I was like, oh, my God, now I can finally go shopping and buy like, you know what I want to wear. Oh, I love that. You like completely turned it around. I had one instance where I was with my manager. We were traveling to Miami from Toronto and I showed my passport. She looked at me crazy and I was like, for sure, because I still had mail on my passport legally. 
So I was like, she for sure clocked it. And that was always my worry. I'm like, just don't look at the gender, please. But it just sticks out, especially when you're presenting like female. So I walk away and I thought this bitch was over it. And she goes, that was a man, like really loud. And no. I was like, I was like 21. I'm like, man, at least call me boy. Like what the f- that's crazy. So that ruined my day. I couldn't imagine walking away with a grin. Like I probably put on a grin, but I was probably really sad. You do, you probably did because I've always seen Gigi handle these situations with so much grace and so much poise that I could never have. How do you handle these situations like that in public? It's violent transphobia, really. Okay. It is violent. It's not always that story. Okay, so I've definitely had situations where it's gotten very awkward. I will say once I felt like the world seen me as a female, that's when I went and had my name changed. And luckily in California, however you identify, that's what they put on your ID. And they put female on there with no problem. God bless California, by the way, for that. But when I went to Georgia... I was going to get a Georgia ID and like register my car there and everything like that. And it was with my mom. And so we're at the DMV and the the lady, you know, she sees my ID and she pulls up, I guess, like the past ID, my very first one. And she was like, oh, well, we can't change your gender marker. I'm like, it's already changed on my on my ID that I have now. She's like, no, we need we need like paperwork saying that you've had like the full surgery. I'm like, what does this have to do with a driving license, you know? So she calls like this scene and just made me feel like, I'm like, girl, I look more feminine than anybody in here. Mm. And you're denying me. Story of my life. (laughs) Yep. And now it's so easy. Like in Canada, for example, I'm in a hotel room right now in Toronto. And it's like, this has changed so much since then. Like back in the day, it used to be the same thing that you had to prove surgery. You have, you have to therapist letter, not saying that that's Insanity. wrong. It's just so backward. It is wrong. It's and wrong. Yeah, it's just like, okay, we're going to, you know, some people might just change it like, you know, too early or whatever. But it's like, girl, now it's literally a form with three lines and you could just do whatever mm-hmm. you want. Like, it's like they see you as you you are female. So they see you as female. It's It's beautiful how times are changing, but... I mean, trans back in the day, hard. It's tough. And that's why I tell a lot of people that, um, you know, I I know that like, you know, me coming out as trans and then Carmen Carrera and Monica Beverly Hills and Gigi and Caitlin. And there was a snowball effect uh, Mm -hmm. with all of that. And I really feel like all of us helped, you know, shed light on that trans people are here and there's a lot more than just a few of us. And uh, I think it just helped society, you know, see us better and try to give us uh, more of opportunity to bypass a lot of that crazy stuff. And I always say some of the strongest people I know are trans women and you have to be a tough person to be able to transition. You're Mm -hmm. literally telling the world, fuck you. Just telling people that, I am not the gender I was born in. Take so much. Like that is, you know, you're opening yourself to so much criticism. And for what? Why does it matter to anybody else? You know? You know what's so weird? Uh, like sometimes we, I just like overthink about things. And I think, did I transition or did I just accept myself? I know in drag you wore like boobs. And I mean, I, I've seen a bunch of your like old, old, old stuff, like pre-transition, like on the brink of transition, I never wore like 
bras or like breastplates or anything. I just lived my flat fantasy until I got my boobs. And then I was like, oh my God, this is what I've been missing. But I just felt like it was too like quote unquote draggy for me. Mm -hmm. Is that how you were too? Only when I was in drag would I put like uh, breast forms, uh, would I put breast forms inside of my outfit. But like in my everyday life, I'd wear like a sports bra or a little padded bra, nothing too crazy. But I didn't want like, you know, the chicken cutlets in there. I didn't want the fake out plants in there because uh-huh. I it didn't feel authentic to me. And I knew that my body was Not trying to develop something. And it's something mm-hmm. about like being on your HRT that really, you really feel more comfortable, you know, in your skin. Yeah. And something something that fascinates me so much is the non-binary kind of wave, the huge splash it's taking right now. So I, I never heard of non-binary when I was transitioning, but now I feel like so many people label themselves as that. So as it's becoming more known, non-binary basically means you're not conforming to male or female. So us being transgender women, my question to you is, do you at all identify with the label non-binary? That's a very interesting question. You know, the more that I think about it, I don't necessarily, I mean, I definitely consider myself a trans female and um, I'm binary to living my life as female when I go out in public. But when it comes to like what I wear, when I'm on stage performing, I am more ultra feminine. But when I'm off stage, Most I'm definitely <laughs> you are. <laughs> I love your drag, your version of drag. It's Same. just the realness. It's I love femininity and drag. And that's what you bring. Just oozing of that. It's thank so you. wonderful. Oozing. Like couldn't be more feminine. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you. But when I'm out of drag, I've, I'm such a tomboy. I, you know, I like to wear my <laughs> jogging pants. I like to wear a sports bra or a big t-shirt or your Jeremy yeah, Scott jerseys. Jeremy Scott, like. So as far as like the way I dress, I wouldn't put a specific gender. I mean, but I live my life as a trans female, like, or as a female, like, I don't even like to even think of myself so much as a trans person, even though I am one, but I just try and try not to think about it too much. I try not mm-hmm. to make it such a big deal to me so that it doesn't become mm-hmm. a big deal to everybody else. They can just see me as a person, you know, but I will say this too. Like, I don't know if you have, Gigi, but like, since I transitioned to female, I have realized the misogyny against women a lot. Oh, yes. Totally. I mean, literally, the second I started passing, it was beyond going to a mall, going to a bank, parking my car. It was, I would see people, men like opening up the door and being like, oh, yeah, here, go on through because they see, you know, long blonde hair, which is nice. And I was like, love you. Thank you. Bye. But it would also be like, oh, she doesn't know how to park because she's a woman or she doesn't know how to fill that out. Like it's it's alluding to the fact that you're stupid. Whereas before, before I transitioned, it was like expected of me to know everything because of my gender. Like, how did you feel about it? Like, what examples could you give, Kylie? Like real life ones? Well, I definitely can agree with you. Um, People are opening doors for me and saying, ma'am, and um, also thinking that I wasn't capable of doing certain things for myself, like changing a tire or, well, I will say, I don't know if it's the estrogen, but I couldn't. When I got my new car, I couldn't figure out how to open the gas thing on. <laughs> I was, and and I was at the gas Estrogen station. Estrogen brain. 
Oh my God, we also have matching cars. Can we talk about that low key? Yes, totally. Our yellow cars. We're both driving around LA in yellow cars. Yellow is my favorite color. I, I This is my first yellow car ever. And I'm obsessed with Gigi's car, by the way. So anytime you want to trade, I'm totally down. Ditto. Which one? She has a Ford Mustang and oh, that, that was one, like yes. my dream car. Yeah, it was my first like look LA at, car. Look at my shirt right now. It was now. like my Sharpay car. Ride the pony. Oh my God, ride the pony. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I'm a Mustang fan. So what else, like misogyny, uh, examples of misogyny? Well, I will say too, like even in, in the, the queer world, um, being a female going into predominantly gay places where it's mostly men, you know, people, sometimes they don't realize who I am um, when I'm out of drag and I can tell that they treat you a little bit differently. Like it's not your space. Like you're not welcome. Yeah. In there. Like what is she doing yes. here? It's like what so is she gross. doing here? That this is a sausage. It's very that vibe. I'm like, girl. Like calm down. And then the moment they find out who you are, then they're like gagging and living and worshiping. It's really weird. So I, not just misogyny, you know, in in the straight world or whatever, but also in in the gay world. You know, I've said it once. I'll say it again. The world is sleeping on the dolls, mm-hmm. underestimating the dolls. Well, it's a new day, baby. So they better wake up. Mm-hmm. Hello. Wake up, girls. It's now time to listen. Wake up, guys. It's now time to listen. <laughs> wake up, everybody, honey. We're all here. So we need to learn how to share the space and learn to just appreciate and find our the things that bring us together and that we have in common and celebrate those instead of the things that makes us so different. Kylie, I want to ask, how did you get started in drag? Okay, so first of all, I've always been playing in the closet and shoes and all that stuff. As soon as everybody would leave, I would jump in my mom's closet and put on like the longest dress she had. But I would say um, how I got started in drag is um, I was with a friend of mine and we were house sitting and our girlfriend of ours had like this blonde wig on like on the mirror. And we were getting ready to go to one of the uh, clubs, local clubs. I was like barely uh, 18. I think it was like 17, actually. We snuck in there. Um, my friend was like, you should go love and drag. It. Love it. My friend was <laughs> like, you should go and drag. And I'm like, are you kidding me? I just got out of military school and I was like, like pretty buff. But so I put on this blonde wig and I was dressed up like Madonna when music came out. Like her. When I the can money- see that on you. Totally. Like Madonna when the money ran out. But I, <laughs> but I felt it was it was so fun. Like you know, um, I remember going to like the store Rainbow and buying like some crazy denim jeans and this shirt that said Barbie as a slut on it. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> and Perfect. I would just start going on the weekends, and my friend was like, you know, like you got to perform. Like you're gonna perform. So I, next thing I know, I'm performing on the weekends, and that's kind of how I got started. Well, okay, something somebody or a lot of people probably don't know is Kylie and I both grew up pretty muscular before our transitions. Oh, yes. (laughs) And that kind of carried on into our trans relationship and our womanhood. I feel like there is nobody that wrestles like harder. I definitely instigate it than Kylie and I. Oh my God. Gigi loves to fucking wrestle with everybody. Gigi is so strong. She'll beat you up. She will beat you up. I've definitely been beat up by Gigi several times. Oh my God. I feel like you've beaten me up. And like, especially when I've had a couple cocktails in me, it's like, 
beyond. So like, I'll feel a little bit of like strength coming from the other person. And I'm like, oh my God, they're really trying to take me down. So I'll try to overpower <laughs> and then it'll just become a whole thing. Is that what it is? <laughs> These are n- not true. Gigi is so much stronger than me. I swear to God. <laughs> she beats me up all the time. I have bruises on my body. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Ditto from you. Oh my God. Gigi, you really think I'm that strong? Yes. Oh my God. You're so strong. I mean, even Thanks. like literally like the backflips that you do. Remember when you were teaching me how to do a backflip in my backyard, like a back handspring? Mm-hmm. The way like if I was short, you would fuck, you would lift my ass above my head and throw me over like a full coach what rewind 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 backflips teaching what story what so nat's got i think it was nat's he got this like tumble mat to learn kind of like crossfit e stuff it's basically like a three inch uh blow up floaty but it's really firm you put it on the grass and it's like i don't know 20 feet long and we saw that and Kylie and I was like, Kylie, will you teach me how to do a back handspring? Because I used to know how to do like all that stuff. Like literally, I used to be able to do like a backflip f- full standing on the grass. Remember, Mark? Yes, absolutely. You were a full on fucking gymnast. Full on. So I lost all that. And now like my center of gravity is so messed up because my boobs. So I was like, let me just ask her. And she just full gym coached me like, just go back. It's fine. And I was like, Okay. <laughs> Going back and she just lifted me. And then by the end of the night, I was doing it myself. Well, just so you know, the next day I had really severe back pains. (laughs) (laughs) From lifting my fat ass. You could just say it. No, no, it's not that. No, I feel like, okay. So, yes, we did start off really strong. We were both athletes. And I feel like that kind of is, it's a blessing and a curse kind of going through a transition because all that muscle kind of turns into like, you know, fat in a sense that the muscle kind of deteriorates over time. So it makes you softer and like the areas that you want to be softer in. But I look like Power Ranger, but I need help sometimes. I know I'm, <laughs> I'm losing like strength in my arms all the time. I'm like trying to I'll get my boyfriend to like open a bottle of Gatorade. I'm like, oh, my God, I can't open this. What's wrong with me? So cute, though. Yeah, I feel like that's one of the main things. When I have kids, I'm going to be like, whatever your passion is, whether it's like instruments or sports, just go for it because I feel like it just sets you up for success in the long run. And sports for us were that. I love sports. I think that... Everybody needs to do sports, especially queer people. It teaches you so much. All three of us were athletes. And I think that we're all kind of the same person. Well, in some ways, because that's how you want. It teaches you discipline. And also it teaches you that you can do anything. And that I know this from both of you. You you both never play the victim. You get over things Mm -hmm. and you make sure that good things happen. Yeah, I think the victim it. is blasphemy to me. Same. I, that's maybe one of my triggers. Same. <laughs> I will say this. I never had a competitive uh, spirit when I was doing sports. I just did it because I loved doing it. And um, and I would just have the most fun doing that. I, I think whenever, for me, when anything was like scored or it was a challenge, there was a lot more pressure. Mm-hmm. So I always just reminded myself, I'm doing what I love doing. And um, and. It allowed me to have a good time doing it. It just teaches you that you can accomplish anything. Literally anything you're capable of. I remember uh, when I was in high school, um, that we didn't have a boys gymnastics team. We had a girls gymnastics team. That's a gag. Okay, we did not have one. I tr- I went to the, the school and everything to try to get one and they and they wouldn't get one. But Oh my God, a- that's fierce that you tried it though. <laughs> tried it. Um, <laughs> but I was, uh, I love female gymnastics anyway. And, um, they let me, uh, manage the girls gymnastics team in my high school and I would teach them all their routines and everything. And they were like, Oh my God, we just need to get you a wig and a leotard and, and have you in our meets, 
we would win everything. And I couldn't agree more. Look at you now, literally going around now. the world doing flips <laughs> on the stage. From sports to drag race, the Olympics of drag. Let's talk about All Star Six. Yes. Oh, my God. We're going to be seeing you do so on our TVs soon. I am so excited, Kylie. Mm-hmm. Like, it could actually kill me. It's such mm-hmm. a full circle mm-hmm. moment. You know, it's drag is what kind of uh, opened the door for me to experiment my femininity and be celebrated for that. And it's something that um, I could not even fathom turning my back on because it has given me so much. It's given me you know, a roof over my head and food in my stomach. And, and it's allowed me to travel around and meet people who I see on TV and who I looked up to. So it's such a, a blessing. And I'm so grateful for drag. What are you hoping for? Well, All-Star 6, I think it's almost 10 years from your original season. It's more than that. Yeah, it's a completely new fan base. Oh my God, I didn't know that. Over a decade? That's a lifetime. What are you hoping to show them? Well, if if you watch Meet the Queens, I was saying I I wanted to reintroduce myself, obviously, um, as Kylie Sonique Love. People knew me as just Oh, you got female. (laughs) You got female, yes. I gagged for that. I had been thinking about what I wanted to say for like the longest time. I've watched everybody come through. It's perfect because it used to be she-male, right? Like yeah. when they got male. Which I thought was really funny, but you Me know. too, but making it, you got Same, female. but we're not so like cute. everybody else, guys. We're not like everybody else. T, 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 T. Well, I mean, uh, perception is everything. And mm-hmm. um, listen, growing up in the South and, and transitioning before it was like, you know, hot on TV you just learn to laugh at certain things and take other, take serious things serious. And, mm-hmm. and, yeah, and I get it. it you know, if, if somebody says that it bothers them or whatever, you know, I, I will pay attention to that. But for me, I saw the humor in it and it did for me, it didn't hurt me. I laughed and I, I wanted to kind of give a nod to the old school drag race and um and, it's perfect. It like- and also you're fucking female now like it is it's so perfect and also that outfit a little bts moment you said you got it from a very very famous singer so the red outfit was actually made for Nicki minaj um that i wore in the wow. and it was given to me and me and my roommate at the time, Sasha Colby, we fucking, you can't see it, but there's a rhinestone on every little piece of the netting. And we set up and we rhinestone that. And I was so happy to wear that. Initially, I was going to wear a, a Catwoman outfit. Ooh, like and Michelle do a line from Catwoman. Yeah, Michelle. Yeah, I have a tattoo of her on my arm. Um, and she's like my favorite. And I wanted to come in and be like, um, somebody say fish. I have an email name. But <laughs> I did say that. You said that conf- right after. Yeah. I did. I, I said it in my confessional. And they put that in there. So I got oh to say God. both the things. The producers are just looking out for you, girl. Perfect. Well, I, I got to say both things I wanted to say. So mm-hmm. That is so soon. I'm so excited to see you on All Star 6. I, you have not so t- given us any spoilers, but I know. Literally. <laughs> But I know you're going to win, Kylie. I know it. I just know it. Well, you know, I think everyone <laughs> comes in with uh, a goal in in mind. And we all have our own personal journey that we go through when we're there. And what I will tell you is that I just go and I just do the best that I can do for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I try not to compare myself to other people around me. Because once I do that, I limit myself to what I'm capable of doing. 
So I will say that I gave my all and I'm really proud of me. I don't know what's going to happen. And you guys have to just wait and see. Spoken. Oh like my God, that rhymed. Athlete. She's a poet. Oh, that <laughs> rhymed? Well, Kylie, we're coming to the end of our time with you. One last question. What can we expect on this season of All Stars? You can expect a whole new version of what you thought I was. And um, I hope that you guys can get to know a little bit more of who I am today versus what I was, you know, 11 years ago. Love it. I'm so excited for people to fall in love with you again, Kylie. Me too. Oh my God. You are seriously such a light and I don't use that word lightly. Um, I truly believe people are going to gag on your eleganza and your personality and I'm so excited to get into you and, and watch episodes with you. Hopefully at viewing parties, you know, now I that know. everything's opened up. I'm so excited. Thank you so much, Gigi. That was really sweet of you. And, you know, I think the same thing about you, too. I just think that you are a breath of fresh air. And I'm so glad that we've gotten closer. And um, I can't wait to share this moment with everybody in the, in the rest of the world. I, I hope that... Um, Everyone is uh, rooting for me. Hell yes. Team Kylie. Queer fight is Team Kylie. Team Kylie. Okay, now we need to hear from you guys. It's time to answer some of your questions, aka queries. You can call our hotline at 1-844-QUERIES. That's Q-U-E-E-R-Y-S. Here we go. Hey, Kylie. I'm a huge fan and just want to say a huge congratulations on All Stars. I'm so excited to see you this season. I was just wondering if you don't mind sharing, how was it when you came out to your family? How did they react? And yeah, I love you. Thank you so much. That is a good question, actually. Um, I came out to my mom right before I went to uh, LA to film. I kind of like skirted around the issue before to kind of see what she would say. And my mom, she's Southern woman. She doesn't really fully understand everything I'm saying. But um, before I went to go uh, to film the reunion, I knew that was something that would probably come up. And uh, I talked to her about it and she got to crying and everything. And I was like, what is going on here? And she's like, I knew ever since you were before you, when you were in my stomach, she said, the doctor told me I was having a girl. Uh... And then, and the name I had oh picked out God. for you was uh, Jessica Marie. And she Love said, I've always known that. And and I feel like me coming out as trans to my mom, she understood that more than me, like trying to live this like gay lifestyle that I didn't fully understand myself. And I, I remember telling her when I came out when I was 15, um, that I didn't feel like I was gay. I was attracted to boys, but I didn't feel like I was gay. I'd been around gay people before, but I didn't really feel like that's what I was. So, you know, whenever I came out as trans, that all like kind of made sense to her and myself. And uh, surprisingly, my mom was like super supportive. And my dad, I don't speak to him. I haven't spoke to him and over 11 years. I'm sorry to hear that. Wow. It's okay. You know what? There's, I can't expect everyone to understand and love me. And, but there's so much love around me that I don't even, it doesn't even phase me. Like, mm-hmm. it's like he never even happened. I love that. It's mind over matter. I feel like that's something a lot of trans people can, especially women, or I don't know, maybe trans people in general, 
really just identifying with being gay first, making it work, and then being like, oh my God, this is so not who I am. Why is everyone so happy for me? And oh my God, so proud of you for coming out. It's like, that wasn't it though. Yeah, I mean, I I, I noticed that like, like when I came out as gay when I was 15, I, I lost a lot of people in my life, but then there were people that stuck around or people that came around that were not there before or that I didn't really know were going to be fully supportive. And then the same thing happened when I came out as trans. I lost a little bit more people. And I, I feel like it kind of, the more you liberate yourself, the more you weed out the wrong people in your life, you know? So I'm just really grateful for, you know, all the struggling, all the people that I loved and lost and that I gained along the way. I feel like um, ultimately I do feel loved and I've learned to nurture the ones that that bring out the best in me instead of focus on the ones that don't want to see me. Thank you for sharing that with us, Kylie. That was so sweet. Thank you. I love that. All right, our second query. And again, everybody, if you want to send in your queries to Queryfied, it's 1-844-QUERIES. That's 1-844-Q-U-E-E-R-Y-S. Kylie, are you ready for a second one? I'm ready. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, here we go. Hi, my beautiful friends. My question is for Kylie. I want to know what look you did on the runway that you love doing the most and which represented you the most and you loved, loved so much. Uh, Can't wait to hear. Bye. Well, first of all, thank you so much. I would have to say I really enjoyed on season two. I really enjoyed doing my uh, my cowgirl runway. I really just felt sexy and I felt like it just kind of it was like ultra feminine, but also a little tough, too. And I feel like that really describes me the most. And out of all of mm-hmm. my my runway looks for season two, I would say that was probably my favorite one. I felt I felt the most kick ass in that one. My favorite look of yours is one that I actually got to see in person. It was from the Christmas special, the white, like the all Swarovski, the little shoot that we did. Oh, yes. That one was so cute. It's very like Mariah Carey Christmas special, but like sexier, like sluttier edition. And that one in person is so cute. If the you guys don't know what I'm talking about, though, go on her. The gingerbread oh my is God. the one. The gingerbread that one too. If you guys don't know the photo we're talking about, go on her or I's Instagram and it's there around Christmas time. Was it? Or was yes, it just we just we did, did it around Christmas time. Yeah, yeah. Um, those were my looks that I that I did on the Christmas special. And that was so cool to get to do that, to come back on Drag Race and finally have titties on the runway. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the, the crystal look that I had on, that was a, a nod to one of my favorite movies ever, Batman Returns. There is a character on there called the Ice Princess. And she's the one that lights up the, the town, the Christmas lights for uh, in Gotham City. And uh, I did a little nod toward her. That's kind of why I wanted to do the Catwoman for All Stars, but it didn't work out that way. I actually had like two outfits made and it, they didn't make it. So um, anyway, yeah, I, I really love those uh, those looks too. Oh, I wanted to give you guys some tea. So when, <gasps> oh my God, ooh, ready? <laughs> on the Christmas special, <laughs> they had us lip syncing against each other, right? So mm-hmm. I went mayhem and the gingerbread outfit, I mean, it, like I have some pretty big boobs, I think. And while I was trying oh, to perform, oh yeah, you do. Yours are bigger than mine. Are they? 
I think so. I don't know. I think you're like a triple D. I think I'm a D. I am definitely not a triple D. I don't know what I am. I think you are. I just know that when I was trying to move around and perform in that outfit, my my nipples kept popping out and we had to like... <laughs> We had to reset and film us doing the lip sync over again. So no. that's why I'm a little bit more contained when I'm performing. Cause I'm like, Oh my God, I don't want production to have to stop and like glue my boobs back in. Yeah. So Wait, you wear ribbons performing. Kylie. No, that's different. That's different. I, I know how to, I, I know how to, you know, perform and that stuff. That stuff oh, is like glued to my body, stuff. but to just have, you know, like a bustier basically, and trying to perform in a pantsuit, that's that's not me. I like to be almost naked so I can do whatever yeah. I want to do. The pants also weren't like no stretch. My <laughs> no stretch. <laughs> it was like it was like a full business high pantsuit. Girl, I had the only camel toe. And if you watch it back, I have the only camel toe. Those pants me were so- Me too. T- Remember when we used, when we shot, I like only could shoot from the side because I was like, highly <laughs> love. It was horrible. Yeah. It, it was crazy. They but were made that way. I felt like I was delivering mail for the UPS. Those jeans, those oh pants were so tight. <laughs> love it. Okay, let's do that. Let's go on to the next question. Hi, lovelies. It's me. I'm on the boat in the East Caribbean. Um, I hope you guys have an amazing time on this podcast. I love listening to it. My question was, what makeup product can you not live without and you have to carry around with you everywhere? Please, please, please pick me. Love you. Okay. Uh, I think the question oh, was, you. what makeup product can you not live without, Kylie? Oh, my God. Oh, so for me, I love a good, like, peachy nude lip gloss. Um, I'm always just looking at that, li- though. <laughs> I are mean, we, are, are we doing just a makeup product? Like, you could pick one or, like favorite i can do favorites i, I mean I, okay favorite. no just like one have, just one just one just like one. desert island because yes. i was like kylie peachy nude on your bare face so gorgeous. yeah i know right i'm hoping that like if i have that with me i at least have some like base with me something base right let's just pretend base is already on our face right <laughs> i would have to i mean i already have naturally pretty long lashes so if they're a little bit wet they look darker so I would have to go with like a really good lip gloss to let my lips pop. I love that. I would say I definitely go with the um, Mario Dedevanovic for Sephora. Do you guys know him? Makeup by Mario? Yes. yes. Yeah. He has these highlighters, but they're like, they're like prism glitter. There's like eight kinds of glitter in it. Mm. I just feel like whenever I want to look like pretty and I have absolutely nothing on, I put a little bit of highlighter on and it just makes really? you look you like Really? You do glam. that? I yes, use soft over gentle. just moisturizer. I did not yeah, know like, that about you. To the you. gym. Yeah, like I don't go to the gym, but when I wear like workout clothes and put my <laughs> hair up, just put a little bit of that on and it just makes you, it like turns you out a little bit. Work, work. I definitely like a little sheen on the cheeks too. I'm, I'm wearing soft and gentle right now. Yeah. Oh, soft and gentle, sew your tea and gold deposit for the boobies when we're spray tanned. <laughs> I thought you were yes. both going to pick like a nice orange coral blush or something. Ooh, I'm but you could like blush. pinch your cheeks, right? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I okay, naturally okay. have like pink undertones, so I'm sure I could just pop myself in the face and I'll be good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, that's all the questions we have for today. Thank you so much, Kylie, for coming on Queerified. Thank you so much for having me. We love you so much. Thank you. That was such a great I conversation. Y'all. I can't wait to see what people say. And um, before we let you go, where can people find you? Okay. So you guys can follow me on Instagram. That's XO Sonique. 
and I'm on Twitter, Sonique. Yeah, that's where I'm at the most. <laughs> Love it. You also can find me on uh, Paramount Plus. Paramount Plus, bitch. Mm-hmm. Every Thursday. Oh, they'll know. They'll know. On All Stars. Yes. <laughs> We got an all-star, baby. Kylie, we love you so much. Thank you. I love you guys, too. Thank you so much for having me. I hope I get to come back. Yeah, love you, Kylie. We'll see you soon. Love you, too. Love you, bye. Bye. Thanks to our guest, Kylie Sonique Love, and thank you so much for listening. You can follow Gigi on Instagram at Gigi Gorgeous and me, Mark, at Mark Maverick. As always, Queerified is a presentation of Ramble, a Cadence 13 studio. Please listen, rate, review, and follow all episodes available now for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, and wherever you get your podcasts. See you guys next time. Love you. Love you.